folks it's us it's the it's the team we got the band back together didn't we we got the band back together it's three romance lovers and yeah it's uh, three rude dudes can i it's three rude dudes can i say something kind of gross no yeah this is a romance podcast we're no longer strange bedfellows because jamie and i are intimate bedfellows because she's my my wife okay that's going a little far but yep yeah um jamie welcome to the pod welcome back to the podcast thank you is this is this the the current state of the intro of the podcast that was the intro this is no, just we uh, haven't done this it is just this us is loosening just, up oh we're just you know? clearing our throats here okay yeah. so this <laughs> isn't the show getting a lay of the land was feeling, it, is feeling this it the out show? feeling ourselves a little bit i it's mean all this is all going, going in yeah oh, okay <laughs> i get jamie I, as you may know if you listen to our show i gave up Trying to start the podcast by introducing the show well, about three years ago because <laughs> it just it never took. So that's the thing where right now I think the shows that you're releasing are you're like three or four episodes ahead in what you've recorded. So I was hoping that like the intro, like, do you have a sign right. off yet? Yeah, Tanner picks something from the book each week. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you just so, you just stole. The did he remember from- to do that this week? It's Not just you're doing likely. so you're doing the blank check is what we call that outro. Is that oh okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think we call our out- outro after an outro from another podcast. Well, I mean when it's the <laughs> same. Do they do that? Do you say end as always before you do it? Because that no, would be a real no. okay. Then you didn't. It's just it's inspiration. We take inspiration from everywhere all around us. I'm it's glad mostly that you a way found... to for, so that I could continue to make fun of Jack and myself, but. You know what? I'm not going to do it this week. Fuck you guys. Yes. No, I didn't. Ugh, I didn't mean to. I would like to hear you do it. Now I've ruined everything. Maybe if you have time after you've listened to Blank Check. Yeah. I listened <laughs> to your show too. What the hell? <laughs> ugh. Hello, everybody, and it's the Bedfellows, <laughs> and we're the Bedfellows, and it's Jack is one of them, and Tanner's another, and who else is here today? It's Jamie. Hello. Hello. And Jamie welcome. Green Ring. N- yes. Nay Green. Yeah. Nay my wife. <laughs> Nay my wife. T- Tanner saying it. I yeah. hope so. And we um it's a podcast and it's about th- the books and romance. And today we did a sequel. Woo! Yes. It's called A Scott in the Dark. It's our first sequel. Jamie by Sarah yes. McLean. By Sarah McLean. You're something of a romance connoisseur yes it's kind of a thing in romance to do series sequels right yeah not even just sequels but series sometimes they're because we we met we met alec yes the protagonist of this book when we read of the rogue not taken yes which was book one in this series and uh, long time or devoted readers of sarah mclean's work also met Let's see, uh, Lady Georgiana, Georgiana, who we meet in this book. She was in. She was the heroine of the last book of the previous series. Wow, is she Not, the one whose husband is a, a newspaper? No, he's a newspaperman. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Mr. Duncan West, I think. Someone in this book, hu- book's husband is a dink. Well, that person then would not have been the heroine of a romance novel because romances don't end with people marrying dinks. They always marry cool people. Mm. Well, mm. like you. Mm-hmm. All right. That's enough. That's the last of that that we're going to have today, <laughs> folks. Um, it's Scandal and Scoundrel. And I'm realizing now that I've read, too, that it's that's the kind of the thing. There's a scandal lady and a scoundrel gentleman. And but it's only really in the eyes of the world that they're scandals or scoundrels. In in reality, they're neither. Correct. Yes. She's just living her damn life and he's secretly a nice man and he and this is something that I think that you taught me, Jamie. He, like all um men in romances, hasn't figured out how to have uh, value himself and have self worth and he needs her to help him figure that out. Yeah, it's a very And that's how he's a scoundrel. Yes. He yeah. thinks he's a scoundrel. Of course, in reality, he is a, a remarkable, upstanding, virtuous, wonderful man, but he thinks that he is worthless. That's that's a big romance trope. Um, and he's a Scott in the dark, isn't he? And is it our friend Scott? Oh, it's spelled differently. I hope it's oh, yeah. not because we read a <laughs> lot about him having sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be awkward. Sorry, I'm I'm listening to you guys, but yep. I do need to get the outro because I forgot to do that part. So now I'm doing perfect. Great. That's love perfect. It, That's love great. It, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this will give us an opportunity to talk about this novel. So it was a good novel. We we loved it and enjoyed it very much. It um it was as good as the previous novel. It was nice to meet some of our old friends. Um, it was also nice, and I'm realizing this is a nice thing about sequels to see that they're still they still love each other. The people from the first book? They're happy. Of course, yeah. yeah. They're, and he's they're... just a doting husband now, and they're yep. all smoochy and stuff. I yep. mean, it's only been six months, so. I'm pretty sure they, so Sarah is now two series past this, and I'm pretty sure that um, all their kids are just running around, oh, and they're still in love. Like, her, her books are set. She's up to the Victorian era now. You were telling me that Sarah McLean, the McLeanaverse, is a lot like the Brandon Sanderson universe, where like the the universe is all connected, but it will do some like time jumping, and there's like steampunk gangsters who like swallow metal to get superpowers and and things along those lines. Is that is that accurate? Is that correct? And uh, a yes or no answer, please, Jamie. Yes, it's it's the (laughs) it's the Cosmere of romance novels. Cool. That's interesting. What's the wildest thing that exists in the McLeanaverse? I've got something. Yeah. Oh, you you, you think you found Jack, in this book? Yeah, Jack thinks it happens to be in this book. Question that you and I like to ask of these novels. We actually haven't done it in a while, but it's a mm-hmm. question that's never um, far from the forefront of our minds when we're reading these books: is where does this novel stand on the spectral realm? Yes. Mm. Yes, this is a. It's a segment that was inspired by the hit Netflix <laughs> uh, series. Yeah, Spectral. Wait, what's it called? Spectral. Yeah, and it's Spectral. Um, so- soldiers um, fighting ghost fighting, and the soldiers fight the ghost. Mm-hmm. I wish that uh, Sarah had spent more time on this. I know that she was busy with other stuff, but right. I just got. She just gave us a little whiff. Yeah. Uh, it's this passage. It occurred to him that when this particular house had been downsized to a skeleton staff, several <laughs> maids had likely been kept on for the purpose of dusting the mad collection of useless items. And then it just moves right past that. But it moves was right past it. So it's very 
Spooky. A staff of skeletons who have been yeah. cursed to dust. Yeah. Is this the dog house or is this just a sculpture house? So the guy has like 17 houses and I can't remember. I just, okay. I was so taken who aback does? by Scott? the skeletons. The Scott, uh, yeah. Scott. The Duke. Yeah. Our friend Scott? Mm-hmm. It's our friend Scott. No, it can't be wow. your friend Scott. They talk way too much about his dong. Yeah. I will well, not we, have I, just I read don't a book know. About... I think we're probably pretty close with, I think I'm Scott not... and I. I read this book are close too. enough that we could probably openly talk about our dongs together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. But what about all the other people reading this book? Well, that actually brings me to um, uh, another segment that we have. Yeah, is it the one where we explain the book? We're, and we're done with the spectral stuff. No, we're gonna we're gonna explain the book, but first we're gonna do our hit segment that's called. Girth check. Girth check. How long, How long that, that dong? dong? Um, yeah. We got some suggestions. You in, got some uh, suggestions? <laughs> in the Baby Nation Facebook group. Okay, great. People were helping us workshop. Um, what's What's wrong with those two fantastic hey, alternate segments? Oh, absolutely Can I no suggest idea. one? Can I suggest yeah. one? Yeah. What's the worth of that girth? <laughs> okay. Worth? What's the, what's the girth? What's the girth's worth? How long the dong? Uh, how thick that stick? Okay. Mm-hmm. And a gog at, at that, that hog. hog. <laughs> okay perfect great um, now we have two many me, segment titles <laughs> let me uh credit the authors okay perfect how mean is that pe- how, how mean is that penis how mean is that penis emily hedges vietti actually came up with both of those Ooh. how thick that stick and a gog for that hog <laughs> so um this is and i hope scott's listening there are a few references to it but the one that that was the most clear was also conflicting Mm. so let me read you this passage he hissed his pleasure at her touch sorry for the blue language (laughs) he's voldemort lily you are magnificent she sorry you are magnificent she whispered (laughs) i am too big a beast she stroked him sorry for, for this everybody she stroked him long and lush you are too perfect a man he closed his eyes and put his forehead to hers Thank you. <laughs> there was something in the words, an ache she did not like. A de- this is because he still hasn't re- realized his self-worth. A doubt she did not wish. She stilled. Alec? Oh, his name is Alec. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Scott, What'd you're you off the hook. Oh. oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> he shook his head. Do not stop. Christ, Lily, do not stop. <laughs> she did not. Stroking again and again, reveling in the size and strength of him... And then she says, there is a small thing I should like to discuss. So that, Wait, but that's, uh, I'm so getting really conflicting could go information. Way. Yeah. Is it yeah. big? Reveling in the size and strength of it, but that doesn't necessarily imply the that The size doesn't mean, necessarily mean a large size. It we could be that she's huge. reveling in how, like, yeah. it's, it's small well, it is. Well, okay, so when she says there's a small thing I want to discuss, does she say, it's your penis? Because that that could what's the next? Cha- she changes the subject to what? To subject to remove from context. Another small yeah. thing. Jack, keep reading. We're gonna get uh, to the bottom. Uh, of we this. didn't capture the note, unfortunately. Mm. Mm, that's such yeah. a shame. Mm. So yeah. I guess we'll never know. We're gonna assume that, that it's his it's, penis. Um, yeah, but it's you know as we always say with the segment, we just want it. We're butchers. We're um, oh yeah. We're you're dick biggest butchers. butchers. Yeah, yeah, we just you're scientists. We're interested in this in the way that we're interested in slabs of meat. Which yeah. is just yeah. to see how big they are. Talk, and we don't talk care. about 
Alec is a big slab of meat. We're, it's not a value can we, judgment. Can we talk about how it's Alec a is a big judgment. slab of meat? That's a value judgment. Alec is a big slab of meat. If we're going to talk about Alex being a big slab of meat, I have something to say, but I feel like we have to describe You've the book. We've got to first. describe okay. the book. And, and, and I, I went I, last week. And I went the other week before. And I, so, oh, so oh, ugh, okay. I guess, unfortunately for you, Jamie, it's going to be your turn to describe the book. All right. Tanner and I have been really carrying the. Um, I know. I've the been weight slacking. Of this. You've been slacking. What we're going to do is we're going to give you uh, 90 seconds, which, as you know, is uh, the amount of time it takes Tanner to, to pleasure uh, me. Pleasure a, a lady. A hypothetical. <laughs> And uh, during those 90 seconds, uh, you can describe every single thing that happens in this novel. Let me just make sure I have the names right. He's Alec. She's Lily. Scott. And I'm going to begin. Tell us everything that happens in this book beginning. Okay. So Alec is a Scottish man. He is 17th in line for a dukedom. Or maybe, yeah, 17th in line for a dukedom. And then the duke dies and everyone else in line for the dukedom dies. And all of a sudden he's a duke and he doesn't want to be a duke. And he just stays in Scotland. But then he finds out that the dukedom had a ward and there has been a scandal and the ward is in scandal. It turns out the ward is the most beautiful woman in all of England, Lily. She's 23 years old. She's been uh, romantically involved with this artist. He's a dipshit. And he is going to be showing at a large fancy show the nude portrait he painted of her that he promised to her would never be shown. And that is scandalous. Alec comes to England to try to save Lily and... They fall in love with each other, basically. Um, and so the rest of the book is them falling in love, denying that they're in love with each other, admitting they're in love, but saying they can't be with each other because they're not worthy of each other. And also trying to save Lily's reputation by stealing and destroying the painting. Um, she also makes some friends. She's never had any friends. She's very lonely, including um, four of the five Soiled S's sisters we met in the first book. They help her out. They're fantastic. She gets a dress. It's got plaid on it. And they break a bed and they fall in love. And she decides to let the painting be shown anyway because she is so strong and powerful. And time. My God, that was fantastic. Thank wow, you. Wow, that's, no that's how a pro that's, does it. I, I honestly was like, <laughs> let's see how Jamie does at this, because it's always so difficult, and we always fumble through it, and now oh, she's going to see it what difficult? it's like <laughs> being under this spotlight. I admit that it's difficult. You're terrible. I think I find it a breeze. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think it's a breeze. That th- was very I think good. I, I think I came to this as a listener of the show who, even though I've read almost all of the books that you've talked about, really wants them to actually be summarized on the show. And so that was my mission <laughs> You're ready. for the you rest did of the listeners. You fucking nailed it. Thank you. Um, you also did mention a thing that is, um, I don't know if it's a segment. I guess it's just a comment. But it's um, a thing that I like about romances. Okay. That I'd like I like to that share segment. I like this as a segment. Yeah. That uh, it's also this also about friends. Yeah. It's really nice because she's like, like yes, they're porking each other. Let's just say it. They're porking each other Jesus. and they're porking Check. each other constantly. But the other thing that's nice is that she finds some friends and mm-hmm. like uh, that's just as important. She she's and oh, she's friends right. with the, our friends because they're our friends from the last book. It's the, the sisters. soiled sisters. Yeah. Soiled it's sisters. And they're so nice to her and she didn't have any friends before. I don't totally because she's she's neither fish nor fowl. She's like a Harry Potter. 
She's like a Harry Potter. You're saying that because she lives in a little bedroom under the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but she's 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 she doesn't have any friends because she's the Duke's ward. Okay. She's between classes. She's between classes. Like the the she's not aristocracy. So once the Duke who raised her most of her life dies, she's just sort of passed from Duke to Duke from house to house. But the servants won't talk to her because she's too high above them. So she she lives in a tiny room where she can hear the maids laughing on the other side of the wall. Sad. Yeah. So sad. sad. She's got no friends. And that's why she uh, allows herself to fall for this. Like, he's a real real dipshit. Yeah. Oh, Um, but he is a good artist. Yes. A very good artist. So we're told. One of the best. Yeah. The the no. best since um Ingress. Ing- no, the, the, he's a contemporary. Angre. Angre. Tanner. Ingress. Um that actually leads me to a segment of Is I it like, about my fa- is it about it? Jamie's favorite room of paintings at the Met Museum because it's the Angres room. The Angre. Yeah, we do it, we do it every week. Why of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been doing this segment without me? Well, most of the time we just skip it, but oh, okay. it is on the agenda every okay. week. This segment is actually called my... <gasps> Sorry, I can't wake your baby, but I didn't I appreciate you have to the yell solidarity. For, you have to yell for all three of us. Yeah. yeah. Front of the week! Woo. How's that? Good. I can't wake my baby. My baby's fast asleep. Um, and he's a big boy now, and he just turned four. And happy birthday to my child! Did he happy get any birthday. good gifts on his birthday? Yeah, Uncle Tanner sent him a Jar Jar Binks, and he fucking loved it. He opened it's it today. Disgusting. He yeah. loved it. You, Jack sent a video, and he said, "Jack said, who is that?" And he said, "A Gungan." <laughs> <laughs> and Jack said, "You know his name?" And he said, "Yeah." And Jack said, "What is it?" And he said, "Will you tell me his name?" <laughs> <laughs> but were you not somewhat impressed? Yeah, you, Gungan, was like, yes. Oh, this it, this looks like a Gungan. I, I don't know which one because there are so many in so Phantom many Menace. Them, so yeah. I can't tell you precisely which one it is, but I know that it's a Gungan. And then when you said it's Jar Jar Binks, he went, it's Jar Jar Binks! <laughs> <laughs> it was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. And this has been Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Dead Dog. Um, I, didn't really, talk. I didn't really talk in that part. You were yeah. present. Okay. Here's my burn. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Each year, the Academy prides itself on a special piece, a first exhibition of one of Britain's most skilled contemporary artists. In the past, we've revealed unparalleled works from Thomas Gainsborough and Joseph Turner and John Constable, each to more acclaim than the last. This year, we are most proud to showcase renowned artists of stage and canvas, Derek Hawkins. That's the burn? Yeah, it's a burn on Sir Joshua Reynolds. The only reason Tanner and I are not laughing is that we don't. You don't want to wake the child. We don't want to wake the baby. Yeah, but you know, to mention Gainsborough and not even give a nod to Reynolds. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) you gotta be kidding me! It's pretty rich. Yeah, it's pretty rich. Yeah, should I do mine? Yeah, okay, that's the segment. Somehow, standing here with this impeccable English woman in this impeccable English townhouse. In this impeccable English square, wearing an uncomfortable suit, barely fitting in the open doorway, feeling big and out of place, he could not help but hear it. Couldn't help but feel it, close and unsettling, 
like the tight cravat around his neck. How often had he heard it from beautiful women, whispered in awe as though they were too busy imagining the fine, deep notch he would make in their bedposts to keep their innermost (laughs) thoughts to themselves. When one came in the size he did, women tended to desire it like a prize, a bull at the county fair, massive and beastly. And the burn's on me. Okay. You know? Gosh, it's so hard just being so big. And desirable, like just a, a notch the, on the bedpost. County fair, yeah, massive and beastly, huge mm. dog. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just tough. Oh, that's it's, a tough burn, and it's very um, good of you to reveal this sensitive side of yeah, yourself. Yeah, thank the you for sharing that. that. Live yeah. through every day. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no problem. This book has really clearly opened you up. You're really <laughs> kind of just letting yeah. it out there, and that's really nice. Thank you. You know, yeah, try to be a little vulnerable every now and then. And I'm glad you guys are hearing me. No, I felt that I feeling understand my you hurt. better after reading this. Because mm-hmm. that's, this guy's, everyone calls him a big brute. Everyone always calls you a big brute. Yeah. Behind your back. And for him, it really hurt. It wounds, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it hurts. It yeah, because the problem is that, that women just, he's not, he's not for keeping. He's just for one night. And that's what well, they and say. How do you think Jamie yes. feels? You know, know, it's kind of a burn I on got, Jamie, too. Yeah, this endless I got string stuck of women with. Who are always throwing themselves at me. No, like, that is a bird on Jamie that she married someone who's supposed to only be for one night. Just yeah. For one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my burn actually ties into that. Yeah. Okay. So my burn is um pretty late in the book. Um Lily is getting a dress made basically to try to be so hot that Alec has to admit that he's in love with her. Um and at the dressmaker shop at the same time is this woman, Peg, who is the woman who... Oh, she's like such she, a dingleberry. Yeah, she sucks. She is the woman who made Alec think that he is just for one night, not for oh, forever, yeah. and it's, is not to the, be married. She's awful. He carries this this like guilt and burden with him that like prevents him from being with Lily, and eventually he admits it to her. And the guilt and burden is that like he essentially fucked his way through college yeah so like he was in love with peg and she was and they slept together and he was like all right well i will do the right thing and i'll marry you and she was like oh honey no (laughs) and then like all her friends were like i want to ride the scottish brute but he was super broke and they gave him money um and so she's awful and she is giving lily a really hard time all right, so the the night before, Alec had like almost confessed his love to Lily and then had abandoned her and he had gone to Peg's house to like remind, basically to make himself feel like shit. Um, oh, I just hit my reading goal for the day. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Your reading goal for the day is to read uh Well, it's just like in the app. It, it's like a quantity. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yes, <laughs> it counts as reading. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, jealousy shot through Lily as the countess neared a small knowing smile on her lips he came to me because he wanted the reminder that you are not for him that's the countess the words stung like a blow hard and wicked Lily refused to show it she straightened willing herself strong if he came to you Peg then I assure you I am not for him and so that's like burn one because um, that's Hell also yeah. like Sort of not a thing Lily has innately in her. And so one of the Talbot sisters who she's there with whispers, good girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But then my other burn is like a page later, the mean woman leaves and one of the sisters says, that woman is a termagant. 
which I gather is a burn. I had to look up what it meant. So that was a what burn on that was a burn on me it's for like just a, sh- a shrew, a shrewish. Yeah, a harsh, like a, a harsh tempered like or overbearing a zan, woman. A zantipe. So oh, that doesn't sure. help. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> that that didn't clarify clarify for you, Jamie. It's a I zantipe. Mean, the, uh, zantipe is Socrates' wife. Ah, uh, right. yeah. Well, a famous. All right, burn, burn on Jamie again. <laughs> I thought Good. you were supposed to be the smart one of the two of us. Yeah, you're both the smart one of the two of us. How does that both? How does that make you both feel? Yeah, it's good. It brings good. us together. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's a natural bond there. Yeah, there <laughs> is. <laughs> um, I think that um, Sarah McLean or Sarah McLean, depending on how you like to pronounce it, um, has animal blindness. Animal blindness. Interesting. Yeah. Tell me more. Um, let's see. I got a few passages here. What do you think? She doesn't see animals or she doesn't, she can't tell animals apart. She can't tell animals apart. Here's the first passage. You don't care for dogs. He did not lower his paper. She did actually. She'd always rather wish she had one. They're dogs. I thought they were small horses. This is Angus. He said one hand peeking out from behind the paper to stroke the massive head on his left. And this is Hardy. He delivered similar care to the other. They're kittens. You'll like them. Okay. It's very confusing. confusing passage. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what they are. Yeah. At this point. I think they're probably very large kittens, which is confusing okay. because kittens are usually small. Uh, very right. large kittens are very small horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so, the science. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. Okay. Do you have more, Jack? I mean, it just keeps coming up through the book. He might hate all things English, but Alec wasn't a monster. He wasn't about to leave the girl to the damn wolves. And if the she-wolves next door were any indication, it was a good thing he was there as the poor girl was already their meal. And it's actually people who live next door. Mm. Oh, weird. That's so confusing. Yeah, yeah super confusing. But he, but Sarah McLean said she-hulks? She said she-hulks no, live she, next door. No. Huh. <laughs> well, that's not even a kind of animal. No, exactly. And it's all over the place. That's and what we're saying. She has animal blindness. Yeah, yeah she has yeah, animal yeah, blindness. Sarah. <laughs> it's tough to read a book by someone with animal blindness, and it's like, I don't want to like malign it like it happens. Yeah. Um, she can't help it. Once I realized that was happening, I just allowed for it. Um, and it didn't get in the way of the experience. Oh, good. Jack, I have a question for you. Yeah. It's a segment. Yeah. Can it's I called, also answer it? If you know the answer. But okay. I don't think you do. Um, what the? F- it's called Scotland Facts with Wee Man Jacks. <laughs> and Jack, you went to school in Scotland. That's accurate. Yeah, Saint Andrews, mm-hmm. which is both the name of a town, mm-hmm. a golf course, and a saint, and a saint and a school. Mm-hmm. And the school's you, on the golf course. Is it? Yeah. And it's and they're both in the town, mm-hmm. named after the saint. Yep. So we've gotten we've gotten to the bottom of the etymology. Yeah, you know a lot about Scotland, presumably. Sure, you're sort of our resident expert on Scotland. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would, I would assume. Yeah, more than me and Jamie. Mm-hmm. Let me read you a passage. Okay, perfect. She had not known Derek for her entire life. She known him for six months, three weeks, and five days since he'd approached her on the afternoon of Michaelmas. Michaelmas, as she lingered in the Hyde Park sun on one of the last warm days of the year and told her in no uncertain terms that he was going to marry her. Jack, what's Michael Mass? Michael Mass. It's Christmas for Michael? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Christmas for Michael. 
It's one of these freaking days like Pentecost in the in the church calendar. So Am only I, Michaels get presents? Am I yeah. losing my mind? Or I'm we talked having, about this before. I'm having yeah, the we most talked about it before. I didn't get a good <laughs> answer. I didn't get a good answer. <laughs> we did. This we talked about it when we read the governess game games, oh but God. I didn't get a good answer, and now I want an answer. What is Michaelmas? <laughs> I well, told you a all, pretty good answer. Saying it right. Michaelmas. Michaelmas. It's, spe- it's spelled Michaelmas. Yes, and we know that in the English language, <laughs> everything is pronounced how it looks. Come on. Right, I'm going to start calling my father-in-law. Mickle. Mickle. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa Mickle. And we'll see how that goes over. Yeah, He'll Grandpa Mickle is going to be like, I, I told Jamie that he was one of these guys that you only have for a night and not for a whole lifetime, <laughs> and she wouldn't fucking listen. <laughs> Grandpa Mike loves me. <laughs> uh Michaelmas. it's one of the days in the church calendar it's kind of like pentecost you know it's just a day and it's probably it's a, the mass that you have um okay. in, christmas in, for michaels to celebrate michael it's just christmas for, michaels. for michael. only michaels yeah. get gifts well unfortunately we do have to um take a quick break okay we'll come right back all right guys see you on the other side bye and now a word from our sponsor better help um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to... um make small lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes uh, like for instance i bet that i can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again well basically since you asked it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, and in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
Jack, Jamie, you both know me mm-hmm. well. You mm-hmm. both know that I am a man of culture mm-hmm. who has mm-hmm. uh, traveled the world and spent a lot of time overseas. Loves bragging about it. Someone who likes mm-hmm. to experience other cultures without exoticizing, right? It's all about mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. drinking it in, really immersing yourself in the culture. And for that reason, I love Scottish tweets. <laughs> you know, it just makes me feel like I'm, I'm there with my people, the Scots. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I want to introduce a hit segment that we do every time we read a book about Scots, and it's called... <laughs> is this a passage from the book, or is it a Scottish tweet? Okay, perfect. <laughs> and I'm going to read you something that's either a, a passage from the book or a tweet from a Scottish person, and you guys have to guess <laughs> which one it is. Okay. Great. Jamie was sitting mm-hmm. next to me on the couch earlier as I was preparing this segment, and I kept laughing. Okay. And she said, aren't you supposed to be getting ready for the podcast? You're just reading Scottish tweets. <laughs> that right, is, you guys that ready? is getting ready for the podcast. May I begin? Please. Yes. Here's the first passage. I'm not as good as a Scottish accent as you, but I'm going to give it a shot because- Oh, boy. His brogue in the text and the brogue in these Scottish tweets demands being read like a Scot. (laughs) We should have called up a Scottish friend, except it's like one in the morning there, and had them read these. I went to university in Scotland. Did you hear about that? Yeah, did yeah, you hear I about have, that? No, but like an, a real Scottish person, not you with your teeny I'm the closest. Accents. I'm the closest here. We could call Scott. <laughs> May I do my hit segment? Please. All right, here's the first passage. When you push a pole door and the person behind says, you need to pull. Aye, Aye cheers, lad. Sure. Next plan was to start lifting from the bottom. <laughs> Is okay. that from this book or is that That's a Scottish a tweet? tweet? So there are a lot a of segments in this book where he keeps pulls the doors off the, um, like he's constantly, he's like. That's <laughs> what makes it so tricky. He's a Scottish brew, Scott yeah. is. And so yeah. he's constantly like, whenever, like they're constantly finding themselves outside of a, a locked door. And, and he's, he's just like, like Thank I'll you. just lift it off. <laughs> so your uh, guess is the so book? So my guess is from this novel. No, it's a tweet. That was at Sloan Perry on Twitter. <laughs> okay. Should I do the next one? Yeah, fuck yeah. I love listening to Scottish tweets. They rule. Uh, well, it might not be a Scottish tweet. It might be from the book. Gotcha. I love listening to romance novels. Yeah. They rule. Yeah. Can't lose. Can't lose with this segment. One of the best nicknames I've <clears throat> ever heard is a guy in my work called Wayne Bruce, and he gets called Man Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner. Tanner, yep. is this a segment or is this an excuse to okay. read Scottish tweets? Here, no, I'm going to say uh, because um, Sarah McLean has um, animal blindness. Oh, yeah. As we know. So I think it's from this book. Man bat is exactly something that Sarah McLean would accidentally say because of her animal blindness. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll say it's a tweet because it's not in the book. <laughs> it's an uncredited tweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Scottish tweet. Uh, God, I'm good at this. Baby coughing on a bus right as I needed to take off, so I nearly exploded holding it because I didn't want to <laughs> look like a guy who copies babies. <laughs> um, All right, Jack, tell us why that one's from the book. Because it's like this guy in this novel, Scott, 
he's like always trying to be this tough guy, mm. but underneath he's just like it's a tweet it's from sensitive. at but say underscore oh, okay yeah I, and i'm gonna tell you why it's a tweet <laughs> is because um buses didn't exist yeah probably have have the patience for one or two more huh um yeah let's just, have a couple more just seen a bird shouting at her bairn to put on his pants and then pointing at me saying look the man's gonna steal your willy what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck no i'm no <laughs> It's a perfect, honestly, that's like, you, you know that thing where they're like the Hemingway short story that's like the saddest story in the least amount of words? That's like, like you can't ba- cut a single baby, word out of that shoes. to be the funniest. Yeah, baby shoes for Never sale, worn. baby shoes for or steal, whatever. For steal, baby shoes. This wi- is like, like it's, it's, a per, it's a literary masterpiece. <laughs> like every word in that adds value. <laughs> Um, and it's from this book and it, it's actually a tweet ryan king okay with yep. two g's you didn't even let me guess oh sorry what were you gonna guess tweet yeah oh well king is actually from this book so and oh. he's from the last book we read yeah. um in scandal and scoundrel yeah. um he, he was the mm. marquis of evermore eversley whatever. i'll do the i'll do yeah. one more this one's oh, pretty good. tricky Please. i wonder yeah. what this one yeah. will be okay notice there was a fly on our flight and it full on blew me mind. You that lad has no clue that he's full on emigrated. We'll never see <laughs> any of his family or pals ever again. <laughs> why is why is this book so funny? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Scottish tweet um, at Rouse underscore MC. Is this book the first ever sexting scandal? Do you think so? What? Yeah. No, it's not a sexting scandal. It's leaked nudes. It's a sexting scandal. It's leaked nudes. Uh, it's yeah. leaked nudes, it's, isn't it? It's, well, yeah. It's revenge she's porn. Sec- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Which there's legislation against now. And it's well, first now ever. there is. First ever. I can't believe it, it, took it took this took, long. Well, this back is in the, 1830? Back in the old days, it took way longer to leak your nudes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't it? And that's what the book's about a little bit, isn't it? Don't you yeah. think? It's Can we agree news. that? Yes. In the olden times, to, if you wanted to leak your nudes, like you had to paint them, you really, <laughs> you really had to go after it. It would take a couple of afternoons <laughs> to get one down. I think I could leak my nudes pretty quickly in the old days. I would just go to this Hyde Park they're always talking about and pull my dick out. Yeah, that's leaking, <laughs> right? That's leaking nudes. Yeah, yeah, I guess no, but no, no one would then. You couldn't then share it around with society. So you would have to pull your dick out, wait for a painter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would maybe commission one. Um, can I mention how uh, much, although it's not my personality and my thing, how much I liked uh, how 420 friendly this book was? <laughs> what? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. Can I read a couple passages? Yeah, please do. Maybe it's Sarah McLean. We'll have to have her on. We'll have to ask her. It's not my thing. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Welcome to the show. Yeah. You party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I know she does. Wes joined them. Then you no longer intend to wed the girl. The words summoned an image of Lillian Hawkins' arms, her hair spilling down her back, tangled in his fingers, her lips on his, and Alec wanted to upend the nearest card table. He settled on, not for all the blunt in London. Mm. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, I, it's not for me necessarily, but uh, it's just cool me when neither. the book's a little bit four twenty. I don't, friendly, I don't smoke know? bloods. Yeah, I vape. Jamie, no. But did you like how four twenty friendly this book was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. 
<laughs> she loves weed. Yeah. She loves it. I love she's, like, um, she's like sublime over here. What, do you want to rate it, rate it the novel on the most scale? Uh, yeah, we probably should, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> um, it's the segment where we rate the novel on the most hardness scale, yeah. and I think this, this is one a this was... is a reader request. Uh, yeah, someone uh, said B. like Joel... I would like to know about your sexual responses to the book. Yeah, Baby B Joel was like, "How hard does the, how hard do these books make you?" Yeah. Um, so we're and... happy to to sort of clue him in. I think this one was a fluorite. You think it was a fluorite? Yeah, it's a it's a four, four. on Moe's hard scale. Out of ten. Oh, ten okay. is diamond. You didn't like that he was he was so sexually giving to her, is that your problem? I had to read it really fast. He was so sexually accommodating. I had to read it really fast because I didn't have a lot of time and I had to read the whole book in a few hours. Yeah. And so I I I skimmed <gasps> some of the sexier no. parts. Yeah. Jack. During some of the sexier parts, I was definitely as hard as orthoclase. <laughs> okay. Uh, Italian crystal. Uh, six yeah. on Somewhere the six. Uh, the Mohs scale. A six on the Mohs hardness scale. Yeah. 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 Uh, common, for, for folks who are not familiar with the Mohs hardness scale, a common object associated, that's similar to what orthoclase is would be uh, like a pocket knife. And uh, a common object that's similar to what fluorite would be is like a copper penny. So I hope that's helpful for folks who haven't um, read along. And Jamie, Jamie, how hard did it make you? Oh, um, I don't have a penis, so. Oh, it's not a. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's not really about whether or not you have a penis. Yeah, it's about the. It's Mo's about the hardness, hardness scale. scale. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, just say on. a gem, Jamie. Just say I don't gem. know what's on the fucking. Just say a gem. Uh, Google it. Um, God, we gotta come qu- up with a quartz, Jamie Google song. Quartz, quartz. I just we do have a Jamie Google's. Jamie's got seven. a Google. Okay, I literally just looked at the crystals quartz on my is, desk. And quartz is a seven one. on the most okay. hard okay. and that's scale. Like, so a lot it's, like what a steel nail would be. Hard, you're slightly Real harder hard. than I am. Yeah. During the, the sexier passages of these mm, books. Mm. Um, I have so much I want to talk about. Can I just do a quick, just super quick fire sale round of notes? Yes. Bib Fortuna's in this book. Have to talk. Have to bring it up. Okay, Bib Fortuna. It's the major domo of Jabba the Hutt. For folks who don't know, I am talking a lot about Bib Fortuna lately because I purchased your son's great favorite expense off of Star Wars eBay character. a Bib Fortuna toy so that he could it's relive such a my child, Star Wars childhood. Favorite Star Wars character to have. He's <laughs> like, well, I told him that um, Bib Fortuna is Jabba's best friend. I know that's not true. He's more like an employee. Jabba, anyway, runs a, yeah. Jabba runs a gaming hell. That's common knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Before they could answer, the card table erupted in another commotion. Mm. From what Alec could see, the Hawkins character was attempting to negotiate a loan with the casino. The major domo had been summoned, and Hawkins uh, okay. was saying, My name will soon be known throughout the world. How dare you refuse me? <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's a bit fortunate. fortunate. So this adds an interesting wrinkle to the McLeanaverse, because I think that character is a uh, hero Fortuna? from yeah is a hero from a previous series and i didn't realize that that star it was Bib fortuna yeah star wars um so that means that star wars <laughs> is in the mcleanaverse yeah i think that's i think george lucas would probably readily admit that he would admit that can we talk about nut lore um less excited about that than i was about Bib fortuna but it sounds like we're here i'm intrigued and so let's just I'm do intrigued. it yeah 
Oi! The call came loud and somewhat panicked from somewhere to her right, and Lily turned to look, only to see a furious chestnut bearing down on her. She froze, <laughs> suddenly horribly in a, unable to move. So, I don't know, big sentient nuts? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It's like the skeletons, right? Yeah, it's just part of the Where McLean she just universe. kind of, she introduces it and then lets it hang. I mean, she's got so many books, so she's like, I'm going to come back for That's this That's Nut Lore. She's just dropping the, she's dropping the seeds to Nut Lore. They're going to do, the next one, Scandal and Scoundrel number three, is going to be a, a big nut and a skeleton. <laughs> and they're gonna be on the Death Star. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. Last guys, player- wait. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I just I thought that would be a really good moment to transition into Love in the Time of Horses. I want you to hold on to those ideas. Oh wow. sure. Skeleton okay. in love with a nut on the Death Star. So just hold that, Tanner. Finish what you have to do. Um, last segment. I just want to hit really quickly. Is this true? Okay. Yeah. Let me read the passage. The Earl was the farthest thing from her mind. Are you going to tell me what you want me to do? They're they're about to they're they're hot to trot. They're gonna pork it. Yeah. One another. He was assaulted with images, with hundreds of ideas of what he'd like her to do to him, for him, to herself. He returned his attention to his trousers, a half dozen <laughs> buttons in the way of what he wanted. And he did, as he was asked, take them off. So, my question is, there are hundreds of things you can do? <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds of things you can do? Should we count them? I'm, I'm going to... Doing it. Number one, Frenching. Let me Number think. Two, Let me think of all the things 69. I know. 69. There's three things you can do, folks. Fisting. Doing it. And that's Frenching. Four. 69 and fisting. And it's four. That's a long way from a hundred. Okay, wait, 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 wait! But don't forget, don't forget, fisting with your left hand, fisting with your right hand. Uh, you know, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. Sixty nining in the dark, sixty nining with the lights on, sure. facing this way, so facing that way. Ninety sixing, exactly. Ninety sixing. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you can get probably get the hundreds. It's, I'm not sure like ninety sixing has ever been done, but you know, it's technically just, for folks who are, still, who are still new to this, technically it's four fisting, Frenching, doing it in sixty nine. Yeah. Okay. Jamie, thank you for introducing our hit segment where we um, uh, we're concerned that um, everybody's making a, a million dollars off of these novels, and we're doing way harder work than they are because we read the whole novel in a week, and they take years to write it. Yeah, mm. and uh, but they're making millions, and we're and making then we nothing, record but- this in like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly, and we're better at it. But and so, what if we take all the knowledge that we're gaining from reading this stuff and put it into our own property whereby we write our own romance novel and we've already done it and we've written a bunch of it and jamie i'm really glad to have you here to yeah. help us with Thank it you. it's our segment the novel expert. is called love in the time of horses
Um, and Jamie, we've got a little waylaid. So I'm really oh, okay. hoping you can help us with it. Because like I mentioned before, like you guys are several episodes ahead right now. Yeah. So there's a yeah. lot I haven't heard. I think that's actually probably for the better because we've sort of yeah. backed ourselves into a corner and we need help. It okay. keeps getting more f- fantasy. Okay. So maybe being on the Death Star with a skeleton is not going to be the solution. Well, you're the expert. Okay. So All we're right. kind of going to defer to you. So here's what we know so far. Tanner, you can try to help me. Um, there's um, Lady Great Cleft. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pud Great Pud. Cleft. Pud, Pud Great Trisha. Cleft. And She's she, Gungan. Um, it's the time of horses. Yeah. Um, and it take, it's takes a place on- It's Regency. It's Regency. But she, on Naboo. Um, you're not allowed to ride horses, and no. she, but she did. You ride nuts in this universe. Because of passion. Yeah. And then uh, we've got uh, a guy who... Big big nuts. And speaking of big nuts, we've got a guy called Baron Swalwood. Yeah. And he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is he also Gungan? I can't remember. He's a vampire. It doesn't say. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, but it, And it's horses v. vampires. Yeah. In this world, right? And so I guess they're both kind of hated by horses, right? Well, horses are hateful people. Yeah, the horses are me. Yeah. And the horses are people? The thing well, for me... So to speak. Th- they're, they have human-like intelligence. Okay. I want to start fleshing this out a little bit. The, here's the thing. Here's one lesson we can take from Sarah McLean is that you, you build a universe, you know? We've built a universe. And then you have to make all the pieces kind of fit together inside that universe. We need to have the meat. We need to have an opening to the novel. Yeah, I was going to wonder, I was going to ask, has anything happened yet? No, we've been yeah, building the yeah, world, yeah. and we kept building it almost too much. Yes. I mean, not yeah. too much. Like the Gungan stuff is important. It's the vampire important. stuff is it's obviously is essential. The and then the lore. horses is sentient horses. The nut lore is huge for this. And you know, there's a Death Star. There's definitely a Death, Death Star. Right. Definitely, yeah. we can't not have that. Um, and there's a magic system that is. Um, I can't remember what the magic system is. is it anyway, Gungan based. Well, I don't remember, but if you know someone's name, it's like in Brandon's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've commanded them. But I want them. I want to start doing the work of having them meet. And this is Jamie. Well, Jamie, you're a professional writer. Yeah, yeah. I don't think somewhere else can help. You can come in and help. You have the character bible now. Can you open? Can you open this novel for us? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see how this book opened. Yes. Great. Plagiarism. I I love it. No inspiration. Yeah. Thank you. Do we want a prologue or chapter one? No, let's let's start with chapter one. Okay. The prologue's reserved for like the war of the gods that sets up the entire universe. The prologue is going to be full full of the like Gungan yeah. horse yeah, vampire yeah. stuff. That's going to take a lot of setup. Yeah. Okay, so chapter one opens with a description of how beautiful Lily is, and then we get. Okay. Which is why the female half of the aristocracy took exceeding pleasure in the events of the 24th of April, 1834, the opening day of the Royal Academy Exhibition of Contemporary Art, and the day Lillian Hargrove, current favored beauty of the scandal sheets, was made a proper scandal and ruined Okay, thoroughly. So we should probably okay. describe so Pud's lady, beauty. I've got it. Lady Great Cleft is a beautiful, beautiful babe. Gungan babe. And that's why the horses wanted to paint her. Perfect. Does that is does that sound? It sounds almost too much like Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going to get a copyright strike on that. 
Isn't Jane Austen public domain now? Okay, yeah. yeah. Do you think that's a good opening for our Is Jane novel? Austen yes. public domain? She must be. Is that true? Oh, why, why don't we just let's copy just Pride take, and Prejudice? Let's just take Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, yeah, it is. That's why Pride and Prejudice and zombies could happen. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, full text. Here we go. Yeah, uh, it's a truth universally acknowledged. Here we go. That- it's a truth universally acknowledged that a single Gungan in possession of a good horse... Yeah, must be must in one of, of, of a vampire. vampire. Yeah, perfect. That's beautiful. That's actually really good. Yeah. And so that's how we'll start, and then then we'll do the. Th- I like the thing about the horses want to paint her. The horses do want to paint her. Yeah, that's they do want to paint her. The horses yeah. are, I think, evil. They're very bad. Yeah, yeah, but they do. They're like um, they're like Thrawn in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Great collectors of art. Great connoisseurs yeah. of art evil yeah but like and they know that they want to paint her. yeah 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 yeah. that's really beautiful and then it, does she does she you know ride thrawn? one as like payment i know thrawn because i've napped on a very long car trip to you thrawn i would come in and out sleep to a thrawn audiobook it was really great actually it was really good uh, dozing cyril so uh, uh my wife sarah takes our boy they love to read together and sarah often takes him to the library and they pick out books and it, it's often very sweet because he'll like recently he's been picking out like bug books and shit. It's cool. And then when he um, when they go back, she always has to persuade him to return a book so they can get a new one. And he never wants to return any of them because he loves them so much. Uh, and so that same thing was playing out this last time they were at the library. And then he happened to wander past the Star Wars graphic novels. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And he was like, send them all back. <laughs> send them all back. And so now, like, I walked in, uh, like, I went out for drinks with a friend, and I came home just as bedtime was happening last night and walked into the house and heard Sarah being like, and the they built a second Death Star in the Galactic <laughs> Empire. <laughs> Poor Sarah. Like, what the well, fuck here's a question. Doing? Is that in the public domain? Because we can probably lift a no. little bit of that, too. I'm going to say No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this is straying very far from a romance novel. I think that I yeah, think I see your romance. Yeah, novel I want it. This is why I was hoping you would help us to yeah. bring it back. Oh, um, you think we should sex it up a little bit? So, so there's the opening line, and then uh, Pud wants the horse to paint her. No, but we need no opposite. The, the horse wants have to paint her because she's so. And so beautiful. then she says, "Fine, you can paint me, but I want to ride you." Because yes. I've always wanted to ride a horse. Yeah, and now now she's an outcast. Yes, right. And that's and like so she's getting, on the run. And that's like how she gets ruined in society, just like in the book. She's ruined. Thank you. Right. Thank you for bringing us back. And now she's ruined. Right. And now she's ruined now in she's a scandal. Ruined. Well, and in uh, vampires and great and um, Swalwood doesn't think well of himself and has a inferiority complex. Because he's a fucking because vampire. His dick is too big. He's more oh. dick than man. Okay, that seems like pretty good. I feel yeah. like we fleshed it out a little bit. I'm feeling good about yeah. the direction the book is. Yeah, heading. yeah, yeah. You're welcome. God, I You're don't welcome. know if I don't know if anyone at a major publishing company is listening to the show, but Please. if you are and you're interested in this, I know we're not done yet, but like yeah. you've heard a little bit of the heat we're dropping. We've got a a yeah acclaimed author and former romance book reviewer contributing to the tax now too. So mm-hmm. yeah. If you want to offer and, us a and six, the author seven of figure. 67 Reasons Cats Are Better Than Dogs yep. and the author uh, the two authors the, of Review of My Cat. Of Review of My Cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I'm the author of uh, Social Sabotage, the the hit game that was on sold on Walmart shelves everywhere. You know, so uh, wow. Feel free to to just kind of just hit us up, send the offers in. We're we're happy to consider any any offer. Um, we don't have much time left. We've got to do some baldlerizing, Jack. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, fine. We have uh, to. So there's a lot of. Cursing Shakespeare in this novel, the um, because he's a Robert Burns fan. Uh, Scott, oh, I love in the this talking heads. book is uh, constantly talking shit on Shakespeare, which is also the, a favorite thing that Baudelaire used to do. Uh, also, a graduate of my alma mater of St Andrews, and Baudelaire famously took all the dirty parts out of Shakespeare, and that's what we're going to do for this book. Yeah. So you can listen to it um, at the dinner table. Um, we'll try to do a quick one because we're running way past time, and it's a segment that's called uh, Three three Prude Dudes. Three Prude Dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And it's all of us. Um, does anyone have a passage they would particularly like to select? Can we do the carriage one? Yeah, please. The oh, first yeah, one. There, and Sarah, you know a Sarah McLean novel. Because they're, they're fucking in a carriage. They're fucking in a carriage, <laughs> and there's like three acts of cunnilingus before the man takes his pants off. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Sarah. Do you want to read it, Jamie? Yeah, please. He lifted his head and looked to her. Her eyes closed and frustration clear as she rocked against him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in, they're in a carriage. Stop, 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 stop. They're, well, they're in a carriage going over a bumpy road. What about, what it, like, rocked... Rock the vote, or like rocked rock next vote. to him. That's a positive message. Like she rocked. How about sat politely next to him? Sat politely. Okay. Is great. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, he lifted his head and looked to her. Her eyes closed and frustration clear as she sat politely next to him, desperate for something she could not find herself. That's why she was right. frustrated. Um, desperate yeah. for something he could easily give her, for mm. something he wanted to give her. Okay. We don't know okay. what it is yet. Gift. Maybe it's yeah. It's, it's a, a gift. gift. Um. He slid a hand beneath her skirts. No, okay. Um, He slid a hand into the gift bag that was sitting by his feet. Perfect. It's Santa. Oh, okay. He's Santa. All right. Yeah. The brush of his fingertips on the inside of her knee. No, the brush of his fingertips inside the bag of gifts. On the corner of one of the presents. Corner of one of the presents, opening her eyes because she heard the rustling. I guess. Yeah. her mouth opened, and he shook his head, staying her words. Great. Here, he teased, stroking there at her knee. No. No, at the... Pre- at the at, uh, um, beginning to unwrap Here, the present. he teased, beginning to unwrap the present. Yeah. She shook her head. No. Okay. Um, okay. He slid his hand stops up the... Stops unwrapping. Out- yeah. He stops unwrapping his hand up the outside of her pantaloons... No, absolutely not. That's the dirtiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, he stops unwrapping the gift, and she keeps on her pantaloons. I think Jamie's point that she keeps on her pantaloons is good, because it's like, it's. I don't think it's a bad idea to constantly be establishing that everyone is fully Wearing clothed. pantaloons, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. He stops unwrapping the gift, and let's take a pause now to she remind just everyone recognize. that everyone in the scene is fully clothed. Yeah, yeah. To tell. and not Perfect. erect. Um, loathing the fabric. It's fine. He just, he has very particular fashion taste. He hates taste. her clothes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the way it blocked her from his touch. The mm-hmm. way it... The way it was uh, so out of season, you know? Yeah. So Santa's 
judging. Oh yeah, I mean, it's literally his fucking job. Yeah. Jack, have you not okay, heard yeah. about his list? Oh, she's probably wearing white after Labor Day. Putting her on the naughty list because she's wearing Poor fashion white judgment. after fucking yeah. Labor Day. You know what yeah. she's into? She's into the fast fashion, and Santa's yeah. like, it's insustainable. It's wasteful. Yeah. We don't we don't advocate for fast fashion in the North Pole. No. But he deserved it. The denial for what he did for not being good enough for her. That's fine. Yeah. Um Santa's right. like kind of self-loathing. He deserved it just as she deserved the pleasure he could give her with presents. With presents. With presents. With yeah. presents. With presents. Yeah. In this moment, just once. Christmas. Christmas, yeah. once a year. So in this yeah. Christmas, just once a year, without taking his own gifts because he's Santa. That's perfect. Okay. And Santa wouldn't. No. Yeah. He's, Santa's he's, not going to take his own fucking gift. No. Actually, Santa famously actually, does not if masturbate. I can pause for a second, is Santa the saddest man in the world because no one gives him a gift? Well, is Mrs. Claus gives him a gift. Do you know that? Well, they surely do it at least. Okay. All right, forget it. A little bit, right? <laughs> okay. All right, Probably forget on his it. birthday, he gets like That's a... just a thought. gets like a special... <laughs> that feels even sadder than not having any sex at all. Just like, okay, it's your birthday. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, here, he asked again, higher on her thigh near the crease that marked the beginning Absolutely. of her no, most secret no, place. No, not. Jamie. No. Jamie, no. Here, here, he said, handing her a present, another gift. And we should get into what these How are. How about this? How about this? Here, he said, reaching into her stocking to put in coal because she was wearing fast fashion. Perfect. Yes. Near the crease of it that marked the beginning of her most secret place, where he wanted to be more than he... Okay. Bottom of the stocking. That's every woman's most secret place. Well, then this doesn't make sense. Where (laughs) he wanted to be more than he wanted to draw his next breath. This actually seems fine. Okay. Yeah, he's sad. He wants... Santa... The sad thing about Santa is he wants to be at the bottom of the fucking stocking of (laughs) coal. He wants. Cause he wants because he, he only gets a fucking one one time. He gets a gift from a perfunctory gift from Mrs. Claus on his birthday. So so this next bit actually works because she's feeling sad too. She shook her head again, but this time the word came out on a little cry. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No. She's fucking sad yeah. too, man. This is the saddest story I've ever heard. He found the slit Watching in the Santa, pants. I'm like, oh god, what a bummer. Go ahead. He found the slit in the pants. Uh, he found the bottom of the stocking. Yeah. Okay. Found the coal in the stocking. Found, found the, the slit in the stocking, which is the top of the stocking. Okay. Yeah. And moved yeah. deeper. Perfect. Yeah. To reached his the- hand all the way down. Okay. Yep. Um, finding the soft curls there, stroking as she panted her desire. Mm, sounds no. charged, but finding the soft coal. I think you meant to say finding the soft coal there. there. Yeah. Coal. Um, stroking. Stroking as she panted her desire. Yeah, that's what you would do if it's, it's Christmas Day. Um, yeah. Uh, every every Christmas morning, I come downstairs and look at the yeah. the full stockings and all the gifts under the tree, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, imagining their color because you can't see yep. them because it's black. It's black. Um, a, a beautiful secret auburn. No, oh, it's black. What kind of holds this. I don't know. Okay. Um, here then. Fine. She was through with the game, and he saw the irritation in her gaze when she found his. And then she spoke, shocking the hell out of him. Shall I show you? Finally, she wants to open the presents, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Jesus. Yeah. Took long enough. She was fucking glorious. Mm, let's not have a swear okay. word. She was glorious. He- mm, no. 
It was she, glorious. It was glorious. It was glorious. Christmas was, was glorious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why we're all panting. Hooray for Christmas. He replied instantly, please. And then her hand was on his, and she was pressing him deeper, past the curls and into the silken softness of her, hot and gloriously wet. Stocking. Yeah, and just throw stocking on the end of that, and I think we're good. <laughs> so, and then her hand was on his, and, and she was co- pressing him deeper, past the coal, into the silken softness of her stocking. Yeah. Yeah. Hot and gloriously wet. Yeah, Fine. it got, it fell in the mill. Okay. It was a wet stocking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, she gasped a single word as she took what she wanted of the presence, her gaze unapologetically yeah. on him there. He kissed her then, long and lush. His face- no, 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 Jamie, Jesus. He ho ho hoed then long and lush. <laughs> he hoed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, long, yeah. His fingers searching and stroking and tempting her secrets from her until they were without breath because they were so excited about Christmas. Yeah, that and I would fine. say yeah. not from her, but from the stocking. Okay. Yeah, from the stocking. Uh, releasing her lips. I don't know when he had her lips. Oh, he kissed her then, right? No. Oh, no. He ho ho hoed no. then. Um, yeah. Releasing another ho ho ho. Yeah. Yes. He found her eyes closed as she rocked, as she sat politely next to him. That's what we do for rocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her hand on his, showing him all the ways she wanted him to open presents. Yes. They talk for a little bit, so I'm gonna. Didn't either of them come yet? No. <laughs> There's like a lot of talking. Jesus, uh... take your time, you two. <laughs> That feels good. It's just sort of a nice scene where Santa is giving someone a gift. Oh, okay, there it is. He watched those eyes, gray like the North Sea, riveted to him as her breath quickened and her hand clutched his wrist as she panted her desire, and he held that gaze until she called out his name. So maybe she called Santa. out Santa. She's just yep, so excited. That's fine. And she cried out again and again. Yay! Yay! Uh, taking him in the darkness, showing him the sun of gratitude. Showing him the gift. The gift. And what was it? An orgasm. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Tanner is gone, folks. Tanner's you need to go use the bathroom. It's just me what and Jamie. What should we talk we're about? Leave. Oh, we're going to leave. Well, I'd love to chat with you, but we do have to go. We can wrap up. Oh, this is going to be nice because Tanner's so bad at wrapping up. I try to say all the things and he interrupts me. Okay. I can do that. Perfect. Um, what I would like to say is to thank everybody for uh, listening to our podcast. Thank Jamie, you. I'd like to thank you in particular for bearing with me, me this week. I would like to remind everyone that they can, of course, subscribe to our Patreon if they would like to. It is patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Please um, do that. Gotta, talking about the Sweet Valley Twins books. We're also currently talking about the Babysitter's Club um, television show. T- TV show. There's lots there. It's just $5 a month or $10 a month, depending on um, what you want to do. Please do remember to join our Facebook group. It's Baby Nation on Facebook. It's very good. Rate and review our show. Five stars. On Apple Podcasts. And you can buy our merch, bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Actually, Jamie, I'm glad I have you here because what I must say next is that this week we read a novel. The novel that we read was called A Scott in the Dark. And that's our friend Scott. And I, I'm sorry, Scott. I hope this hasn't made you blush. It's Scandal and Scoundrel Volume Two by Sarah McLean. Um, and next week, and this oh, is where you come in. We got to pick the next book. 
Yeah, what should so we what read? Are you, what kind of thing are you guys in the mood for? Something sexy. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> do you want contemporary or just did a historical? Do you want sci-fi? Do you want... If you've got something with like ghosts in it, I'll do that. But I don't um... have ghosts. I have space opera. Okay. Tanner, we're not I'm talking. Tanner's like rushing back. We're picking the book for next week. Should I do the outro? Not yet. We're picking the book for next week. Um... You say, what's your favorite thing that we haven't done yet? Oh, oh, you guys got to do a sports one. You guys got to do a sports one. Um, <laughs> oh, that's an entire like subgenre? Yes. Sports? Yeah, let me find it. I'm looking Fuck for yes. a particular one. There are so many guys. Sports ones. Oh, oh, I know what. Sp- mm. I'm going to give you guys one of the Olympics books that I copy edited. Okay. Do you want figure skating, skiing, or... um? Hockey. Hockey. Do you want... No, I'm not going to let you guys choose. My favorite is okay. the skiing one. Um, let me f- okay. I, let me find it. Okay. We're going to do a skiing one. Oh, I love this book so much. Okay. So th- for next week, you guys are reading Seduction on the Slopes by Tamsin Parker, which, full disclosure, I copy edited. Um, so also, wow. if anyone finds any... So errors, if I find it, I'm going to be 100 looking yeah. for. Do time not hawkish. tell me. Do not tell that me. Is, this was from like before I was reviewing. Literally, romance. the only thing I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Next week, oh, I'm to carry Jack typos. because Jack's not going to catch any notes except for all of the typos. <laughs> I'm just going to blame them all on the typesetter and proofreader. So, Seduction on the Slopes next by week, Tamsin Parker. Seduction on the Slopes by Tamsin Parker. All that remains is for me to say that I have been this week, Jack Alexander Shepard. I'm Tanner. Our guest this week, no, is you. Me, Me? Jamie. No. It's Jamie. I'm Tanner. We're married. Yeah, she's (laughs) my wife. Okay. And let's have Jamie say who she is, and then you do the outro. I'm Tanner, and then I'm doing the outro. Jamie, anything to plug? No. Will you plug how cute our kid is? He's real cute. Yeah. Okay. Our guest this week has been Jamie Greenring, and you are... Tanner. Inside the outro. Jack stayed with me, adoring me as we basked in our pleasure, whispering (laughs) long strings of his lovely lyric language against my ears, interspersing the words with soft, lingering segments until I shivered and pulled a blanket. Over us both. Okay, here you go. That's from Uncle Tanner. I opened the red. What is it? This. Can you tell me what it is? Mm. Who's that guy? A Gungan. <laughs> Gungan! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I need help opening this guy. <laughs> you want to open this? Yeah, we'll open him for you. Do you know what his name is? Yes. What? Uh, can you tell me what his name is? His name is Jar Jar Binks. Do you want to say thank you, Uncle Tanner? Thank you, Uncle Tanner. <laughs> Can you open this? Yeah, I'll open it. Be merry. <laughs> <laughs>